Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, friends. I'm Mackenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. I'm glad you're here today. I hope that this episode is just a bright spot in your day, whatever you're doing, whether it's a happy, sunny, fun day in your life or like a, you know, dreary, raining kind of day, whatever the weather outside or the uh, weather inside your heart or your home, um, how things are going. I hope that this is just a bright spot for you and some encouragement. I have been thinking a lot about this idea lately. This is where most of the podcast episodes come from, as you probably know by now if you've been listening for a while. But this is something I've been kind of working on with my kids and with myself. And so I just wanted to share it. Not that I have it all figured out, but it has been something helpful for us as a family. So it's this idea of replacing bad habits, not just letting go of them, not just trying to, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. If you've ever tried to stop doing something like, you know, maybe you have a nail biting habit or whatever it is, it is incredibly difficult to stop doing something, right? Because if you're just thinking, okay, don't bite my nails, don't bite my nails, don't bite my nails, don't bite my nails, what are you thinking about? Biting your nails, right? Constantly. So it is incredibly difficult to let go of a habit, whether that's something like biting your nails or a habit in the way you talk to your kids or a habit in the way you... I don't know, the the way you complain about dishes, whatever it is, something that you've noticed that you do that you would like to not do that way anymore, it is so hard to just think about stopping that thing. I think we really have to move into more of a mentality of identify and then replace, replace it with something better. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately and kind of, you know, trying it out, some parenting things. And then actually this week, I was reading in Ephesians, Ephesians 4.28 says, anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer. And then it doesn't stop there because that would be like what we're talking about, this really frustrating thing. Oh, just stop stealing. That's what you've been doing for your livelihood. Just stop. But it says, anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. And, you know, this is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus here, and he's given them a bunch of other, you know, this is how you should be living godly lives. And I I love how kind of practical this is right here, because 
it's really hard to stop whatever activity. Stealing, hopefully, that's not the habit you're trying to break. Whatever the habit is, um, if you've been stealing and you just try to stop, it's not going to work so well. That's what you're used to doing. But if you instead shift your focus to, okay, what can I make with my own hands? Can I, you know, knit things, crochet things, do carpentry, whatever, whatever people might have been doing in this city at that time, doing something productive, something helpful that replaces that negative activity. And I think this is something we can really apply to our own lives, whatever your habit is that you want to not do. Like I said, I mean, it could just be something like biting your nails. If that's a big issue in your life, find something different when you feel that urge to bite your nails, have a chosen thing that you're going to do instead. Um, like this is something that we can apply. So first I want to talk about how this could apply to us as moms and then also for our kids and then us and our kids, if that makes sense. Hopefully it will once we get there. But for you as a mom, you as a person, whether you're a mom or not, we all have habits, things that we do consistently that we would rather do differently. So these are just a couple of examples. Whatever it is for you, I'm sure you can find something and apply this to your own life. But for example, do you have a habit of reaching for your phone when you're feeling overwhelmed or bored or insert emotion here? I think this is our current society. This is a huge one of whenever we have a minute, just reach for your phone and pick it up and do something. Not saying everyone does this. Maybe you don't have this as a habit, but I think this is a pretty common thing. So if you have this habit of just reaching for your phone when, whenever, when you're feeling you just want a break, you just want whatever, pay attention for that feeling and that urge to reach for your phone. And then ahead of time, choose something else that you will do instead to replace that. So it could be reach for a book. Maybe you were wanting to reach for your phone and just scroll through something or mindlessly waste time because... Your kids are actually happily playing for once and you want to sit down and have a break. Instead of kind of just puttering around, invest in something that matters to you. You know, Have a book about a topic you're passionate about or want to learn more about. Um, have a, a novel for fun. Have whatever kind of book it might be is one idea. Have a book that you reach for instead. Or maybe when you have that urge to reach for your phone, Maybe ahead of time you choose that you're going to instead reach for your kids. So even if they're playing happily, you've got nothing that you have to do right then. You were just going to pick up your phone anyway. Maybe instead you reach for your kids and you just go sit down on the floor by them and ask to be included in their game or just sit and be with them. They'll probably ask you to jump in. They'll probably want to include you. Maybe you say, hey guys, do you want to read a book? Or maybe you just sit and spend five minutes just watching them, really seeing them. Not just, you know, there's a person there. But really looking at them, really seeing who they are, their unique personality, the color of their eyes, the curve of their cheek, the 
their cute little high-pitched voice or whatever it is, just really seeing them, really noticing them, or actively engaging in play with them, or having a conversation with them, something that will really be investing that time in something that matters rather than just kind of a time waster on your phone or an escape. And obviously we all have things we sometimes need to do. You know, if your urge to reach for your phone is because you need to message your kid's doctor about an appointment or whatever, yes, do that. It's not bad to ever do anything on our phones. It's, in fact, very convenient that we can, for example, order groceries on our phone and go pick them up instead of loading everyone in the car and trying to get through the store without breaking anything or spending your life savings on random food that the kids see that they really think you desperately need. So not bad to ever be on your phone, but if you find that you're having that urge to just reach for it because you're bored, because you're overwhelmed, because whatever, just to kind of waste time, choose to reach for something meaningful instead. Maybe for you, you choose to pick up your Bible and read it, or you choose to say, okay, I'm going to spend some time praying, you know, praying out loud or quietly or journaling prayers, whatever it looks like. I think with this, it's really important to kind of choose ahead of time because you're in the moment and you really just want to pick up your phone and look at whatever that's not necessarily super meaningful and beneficial and intentional for you. It's going to be really hard in that moment to make a different choice. But if you ahead of time choose what it is you want to do instead, it's a lot easier in that moment. You might want to make yourself a list of three different options and post it somewhere in your house where you'll see it. You might want to make yourself like a phone background that says, you know, play with the kids first or pray first before picking me up or whatever you want it to say. These are just a few ideas of how we can replace something that we feel like is not serving us well with something that is investing in what matters. Another afternoon might be, or another afternoon, another example might be every afternoon, mid-afternoon, you just find yourself really craving like a sweet treat and it's not necessarily bad I don't think to have like a little something enjoyable that you look forward to in the afternoon if you've listened to many of my podcasts you know we usually have like a tea time at our house in the afternoon with fruit to eat or maybe muffins if we've made muffins or tea or maybe even lemonade like some kind of a, a nice treat so not necessarily bad to have something enjoyable but if you feel like it's in an unhealthy place where it's like, okay, every afternoon I just, without really meaning or wanting to, go buy like a super sugary coffee drink and it's not really serving me, it's not really helping me. Or every afternoon I eat, you know, a whole candy bar, whatever, whatever it is. Again, this is just an example. But if you find that there's something like this where mid-afternoon you hit this slump and you're turning to something whether it's sugar or more caffeine that you didn't really need or whatever, something to kind of get you through that mid-afternoon slump between nap time and dinner. Ask yourself, what can I do instead that will help me get through that time, that will be fun to look forward to, that will be 
enjoyable and exciting and give me kind of that burst of energy but that will actually be good for me not just like oh that tasted good for a minute and now I just feel more tired and more sluggish so it could still be like a food treat it could be fruit it could be tea time it could be you make yourself like a, a really nice smoothie in the afternoon uh one drink that I really love making is like fizzy water yeah, carbonated water if that's something you like I know some people don't really love it but I'll do like plain unflavored carbonated water with some frozen fruit like raspberries or blueberries or something and then just squeeze a lime or a lemon in it and it's so refreshing it tastes so good I like look forward to it I feel really excited to have it and it's it helps me you know I'm I'm hydrating myself I'm having some fruit I'm getting some great vitamins and minerals from that as opposed to something that I feel like is draining me like you know like we discussed more sugar more coffee things that aren't necessarily going to help maybe for you it looks like you know you have this mid-afternoon slump so you build a short walk into your afternoon routine like okay kids after nap time we all load up in the stroller and we just go on a 10 minute walk because I think especially this time of day mid-afternoon just moving your body around a little really kind of gets your energy back up even though it feels at first like oh I don't want to do that it'll just make me tired there really is something about just a little bit of activity, a little bit of movement that actually refreshes us and brings a little bit of energy back. So it could be a walk, it could be you know a 10 minute exercise video, or maybe you don't want to do an exercise video, but you turn on a, you know, a kid's, uh, like my son is really into these go noodle videos. So maybe you've seen the Mimi Hamid, I think it's just on YouTube, but it's like a song and some people doing crazy actions. I think teachers use this a lot for like a three minute break uh, to get the kids to get some energy out so it could be that or just turn on music you love and have a dance party with your kids or something to kind of get some endorphins going get a little bit of a refresh for your energy in a way that's actually beneficial to you and not just you know tastes good in the moment or seems good in the moment something that you can replace it with and again I'm not saying don't ever have something sweet in the afternoon I love our tea time fruit or some kind of you know like I said muffin or some kind of yummy thing but if you feel like you are you know depending on or overindulging in like too much sugar too much caffeine mid-afternoon these are just some ideas of ways that you could replace it so that's kind of how we could apply this idea to us as moms but I think it also can work with our kids so you know, if you're noticing your kid has a habit that you really want to try to help them move past because it will be good for them. You know, it's a, a nose picking habit because kids, right? Um, or like sticking their fingers in their mouth even though they're kind of past that age where they, you know, they're getting a lot of germs on their hands and then they're putting their hands in their mouth, whatever it is. Maybe it's, you know, pulling someone else's hair, whatever the thing is, like some sort of habit that's not helpful for them. I think we can do this same process, like kind of like what I just talked through with some things for us, but include your kids in it. Help them feel like, okay, this is their thing. It's their habit they're trying to move past. Sit down, talk with them, help them see why that habit's not helping them. Like You're going to get sick because you're putting all these germs up your nose or in your mouth or 
if you're making people mad by pulling their hair, whatever it is, help them see why that's not helping them and then have them brainstorm with you. What could you replace it with? Maybe instead of sticking your finger up your nose, you like do some crazy cool hand movement where you put your, you know, one finger in the crease between the other fingers and you do some kind of, I wish I could show you. That's the problem with just audio, but help them come up with some other kind of thing they can do with their fingers when they have that habit or whatever it is, something that they can replace that with. And I think this also is just for habits, but it can also be for isolated actions with our kids. It can be for anything that they're doing that you would really rather they not do or is like serious, like, no, this is not okay. If we just say, hey, stop doing that, it is really hard. Just like it's hard for us to just stop biting your nails it's so hard for kids to say, oh, okay, well, I was throwing sand and you want me to just stop throwing it? Well, how do I do that, right? It's, it's so hard for us, I think, as people to just stop doing something. So rather than saying, hey, stop doing that, we can offer them in the moment something to do instead, something to replace that action with. So you're at the park, your three-year-old is throwing sand at friends, you can say, hey, instead of throwing it, let's build a sandcastle with it. Or, hey, instead of throwing it, let's, I got this idea from a book somewhere, but like, let's push it down, like pat it down onto the ground so it doesn't blow away. Or instead of throwing the sand, let's go down a slide if you feel like they need to just totally leave the sand alone. So this idea of giving them something to replace it with and Obviously, this is not going to work 100% of the time. Sometimes your kid's going to say, well, I don't want to go down the slide. I want to throw sand. And then that's a whole different story. But I, I have found a lot of success with this with my kids of, you know, my older son's building some cool thing out of blocks or little magnetile toys. And he doesn't want his little brother to mess with it. And, you know, I'll tell him, hey, instead of yelling at him to leave your stuff alone, could you ask him to build like a little side house for the house you're building or could you offer him a different cool toy to play with but giving him something else to do instead rather than just telling him hey stop doing that so hopefully this helps as a way to deal with some of the things that we do that we don't really want to be doing or that our kids are doing that are not okay or just get on our nerves honestly this idea that it's so hard to just stop doing something, you know, going back to the verse, verse in Ephesians, if you've been stealing and you just try to stop and not replace it with something, that's not going to go well. But this idea of working and doing something useful with our hands, whatever that looks like in the circumstance, doing something different, something that's going to be more beneficial, more intentional, more positive than whatever that negative action or habit was. I hope this was a helpful episode for you, that this gave you some ideas of how you can apply it for yourself, for your kids, and I'm just so glad that we got to spend this time together. Thanks for being here today, friends.